Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show on KOA News Radio. Nice, sunny, warm day, the 12th of August, 2020. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Even though we came in a different entrance today to the building, our, our past cards did work. Did work. And we're yeah. back at it. I was a little surprised. I wasn't sure which door to go in there, too. I didn't come through that way because I'm scared. It's scary when I come in at that time. How, how did you get in? I came through the front door. The oh, front? there's nobody. There was nobody here, right? No. The workers had, didn't no. don't start. But that's what I'm not coming through the basement. I'm sorry. I'm scared. You know what? Not not that anybody out there cares, but just <laughs> to point out, in all the years that I've worked here, I have never entered the building the through way the I did today. I had no idea where I was going. Me neither. Don't you think it's First a little time. scary down there at 5 o'clock in the morning? It's, when like a con- it, it's not like a. It is a construction zone. <laughs> There's wires hanging out of the ceiling. I'm thinking, God, I don't want to, with my big fat head, walk under, get, <laughs> get so, zapped. I just came in the regular way. Well, good for you, Kathy. Yeah, so I we can do that? Huh? I walked in the front door. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have to say that I'm scared to come through the basement at that time. You need an escort? I do. Don't you think it's scary to come in at that time? That means time? I got to get here what time? Five o'clock. Uh, we better pay somebody. Yeah. Let's pay somebody to escort yeah, you. Me, I, yeah. I can't do I can, five. Do, I can say Rick's out on that. I'm not doing five. There's a lot of folks in a lot of businesses opting out. Rick's going to opt out. I'm out of that, that one to walk yeah. me in. I'm Don't you think it's out. scary to come that way? Well, it was really dark. And, dark, yeah, and I'm a girl, and I get yeah, here, I nobody's get, outside. No, I don't blame you. I, get I don't blame you. I'm walking sure. down a, like a ramp. Right. Yeah. I, I like would run. <laughs> From my car down that ramp? Yeah. Why don't they just let me park down there? Then it's different. I, I think this, not that we, we certainly don't wish this, but if somebody jumped you, I, I think it's 50-50 that, whether or not you <laughs> kick their ass or they kick you. I mean, I, I think you can handle yeah. yourself, but I understand. I would I would definitely run and be in a zigzag. We call that serpentine. Why the zigzag? I don't know. Don't they say to run Always in a zigzag? Right. That's, a, that's a zigzag. if somebody's shooting at you. What movie was that where they say you got a serpentine? <laughs> you, you, know, you run. Or uh, if a I, bear chases you, right? You're supposed to run in a zigzag? The bear? I thought it was if something chases you, you run in a zigzag. I thought if you're being shot, shot at, at. Yeah. It's shot at. Zigzag. No, I thought it was an animal. It was Alan Arkin. Whatever movie that was, he said that. You gotta, you've got to learn to oh. serpentine. Oh, maybe it was a crocodile. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, if you're being chased by a crocodile. I thought it was you're being chased by an, some oh, sort of yeah. animal. You're supposed to mm. run in a zigzag hmm. so they don't catch you. It's not a crocodile. 
What do you think it is? There has to be some animal. It's somebody shooting at you. Not yeah. Sh- it, yeah. You yeah. run in a zigzag? Yes. Yeah. Serpentine! What? Serpentine! There it is. Yeah. See, it's, it's some, if someone's shooting at you. What movie was that? Was, that was Alan Arkin, right? Alan Arkin and Peter Falk and the in-laws, yes. 1979. Says a bear or an alligator chases you, you can outrun them if you run in a zigzag pattern. I, well, not a bear. A bear's going to run you down. <laughs> a bear runs 50 miles yeah. an hour. It says, alligator if an alligator runs at you, you should run in a zigzag pattern to avoid getting caught. Okay. I could see the alligator. And, but by the way, they're not going to run very far. Oh, so a bear, it says, if you have to run away from a bear in a zigzag fashion, take sharp turns to left and right. The bear is not good at turning quickly, so you have an advantage. Yeah, but eventually the bear is going to get you. Well, it depends how far you're running. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Just, just things you didn't know you have to run. Yeah, listen, that's why, right. that's why people tune in. Yeah, we also had a caller say that you're supposed to run like that from a moose. And I'm exact- not sure if he was being serious or joking, but yeah, so maybe Kathy Lee has something here. I'm just saying I heard that, the mm. zigzag. I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 9-11 at the time. We, we wish you uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. As we said yesterday, although it had not officially been decided, but we told you on Monday, based on some conversations we had had and what was being speculated around the country that the Big Ten was more than likely to opt out. And I said, if they do, the Pac-12 will quickly follow suit. They certainly did. Uh, So no Big Ten sports in the fall, no Pac-12 sports in the fall. We'll talk with uh, CU Athletic Director Rick George coming up here at 1135. Get uh, his take on that. Yeah, and they have a big press conference today at 11, and they're going to have Rick George speak first and then Carl Durrell Tad Boyle and a couple other coaches, so it'll kind of be a state of the athletic department. Is it a coincidence that the two conferences that tapped out were the ones that had the players kind of sort of unionizing the group? I I think they would say, yes, it's purely coincidental. I don't believe it is. I think that I'm not saying that was the determining factor, but it, it, it certainly didn't help. I think that factored into, I think there's, Several reasons why that uh, these two conferences decided to opt out. Um, and again, as I've said many, many times before, when you're trying to have a discussion with somebody else and their fallback position remains the same, which I've said, I mean, even before college football appeared to be in jeopardy, this is back in March and April. Well, we're, we're simply looking out for the welfare of our, and then fill in the blanks, the physical welfare, the well-being of our, in this case, student-athletes. Pretty tough to argue with that because you, you get put in a position where if you try to bring up reasons as to why maybe these two conferences should have forged ahead, well, then all of a sudden you're cast as somebody who doesn't care about student-athletes nor their, their well-being. Right. I, I think you could argue that they, they're safer in their little bubble that they had. They did have a, a bit of a bubble. They're getting tested all the time. Yep. So in that case, it is a bubble. I think they are safer, and the players have said, some, that they're safer than they will be on campus, in the classroom with the rest of the kids. 
And I I personally don't think they're going to play in the in the spring either. A lot of people don't. Uh, if they're going to tap out now, what's going to be different in February? I think we're going to be in the same position. I don't think they're going to play in the spring either. And, and if they did, how are they going to be able to play a season that wraps up, say, in May and then play another season that starts in uh, early September, late August? They're not going to be able to do it. They'd have to delay that season, too, while these other three conferences are already going to be playing. I, I will say this. I, I don't necessarily disagree with every point you made. I, I, I don't think I'm willing to say everything's going to be the same in March as it is right now, because if I look back six months ago, who in the hell saw this coming? So I, I'm still optimistic that we'll, we'll wait and see what sort of developments we have. But to anybody out there, and I'm listening to a couple of shows driving in, that just categorically dismissed any chance to play in the spring, you might want to slow your roll a little bit. And I understand, I understand that you know two seasons within one calendar year certainly presents some challenges. Let me just tell you, let me remind you, you already know this, those that believe that, there's a lot of money at stake, man. There's a lot of TV revenue at stake. So you you think, honestly, not you, Rick, but generally out there, people that believe, oh, there's no chance they're going to play. And I've heard it heard it on ESPN today, heard it driving in with a couple of shows. Oh, they're not, they're not going to play. No way they play. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon. I'm just telling you, TV money governs a lot of stuff. When these schools go through a fall with no TV revenue, and there are tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that are lost to these athletic departments, my take is you best believe they're going to do whatever they can to put whatever college football games they can, whatever it looks like, even and people are talking about, well, the top 100 players will opt out, go to the NFL draft. Probably. I agree with that. You, you don't. You don't think that... I mean, do you, do you think they really care? I mean, they care, but if, if those guys opt out and you have to play some guys that college football fans are not very familiar with, and you have to play a, a shortened season just to get TV revenue, you don't, you don't think they do that? I'm, I'm not ready to say that. So I, I'll, I'll say, mm, I'll say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold up on that. Okay. I, I still think a, a whatever it looks like college football season is still very much in play for the spring. Now, you mentioned money, and you're absolutely right. Money is a major factor. The way I'm looking at it, though, is for all the reasons they're opting out now, I think those same concerns will be here maybe in January and February. Maybe. I'm, I'm optimistic like you that maybe we, you know, things get better, the numbers go down, um, the, we have a vaccine. The, the, only, the only way I could see that I would agree with you in terms of, man, they're not going to be able to play in the spring, is if the NFL season gets shut down. Now, if the NFL season gets shut down, then all bets off. Now we've got to, Now it's just sort of a wait and see. Okay, are we, are we safe to play in, like, March? Based on what you said, I, I do think there is a chance that the Big Ten and Pac-12, once we get to fam, uh, January and they're deciding if they're going to play, they're going to look at it and go, you know, it's about the same as it was when we opted out. 
we probably should have played. We probably should have played while these other three conferences did. Now we have to play because of the money situation. I think there's definitely a chance that happens. I don't think things are going to change much regarding the uh, the COVID, but I think they're they're going to be forced to play, and they'll look at it and go, "Yeah, we probably should have played." I mean, the the you you heard the Big Ten commissioner uh, and and other commissioners talk about we're not certain now from the COVID nineteen standpoint with respect to uh, the heart being very problematic and causing some difficulties and causing enlarged hearts because anecdotally we've seen that with some of these kids that have tested positive. Then all of a sudden they've got, uh, is it myocarditis? I believe it's how you, how you pronounce that. Here's the thing that's been around forever. I mean, H1N1, uh, which that's the regular strain of flu also was thought to be linked to enlarged hearts. How you, how you deal with that and how they'll, I think, deal with that moving forward is, I mean, every college athlete, certainly every guy in the NFL, he gets a, he gets a cardiogram, electrocardiogram. Uh, they, they, they test your heart before you're able to play. So Great point. Yeah, I, I, I just think that there's, there is so much money that will be lost here. And, and I'll, I'll say one other thing. The, I, I thought the timing of this was very curious, right? The Big Ten came out and made a big deal and announced their schedule, had a show announcing their schedule last week. I mean, late last week. And then rumors started to, you started to hear rumors about, well, the, the school presidents are now getting together. They're going to convene via conference call on Sunday. And there's, there's some, right now, there's some thought that maybe they, they might postpone the season. What? Wait a minute. I mean, what, why? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Based on the fact that you have conducted a form of practice in somewhat of a bubble and you've been able to deal with that, why the sense of urgency to cancel now? Why not play this thing out for two or three weeks? Maybe then you have to cancel. I don't know. Maybe that's the conclusion to come to, but why now? Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, and the other thing that really puzzles me is why is there not some sort of entity that overrules or rules all of these Power Five conferences where they either they're all out or they're all in? How is it that these guys can each do what they want to do? Uh, doesn't the NCAA oversee the whole thing? Wouldn't wouldn't somebody on, the on NCAA, paper? Wouldn't somebody at the top of the NCAA go? No, you're not playing, or yes, you are playing. You guys aren't opting out. How did this happen? Well, I can't believe we're at where we are right now. I mean, who who in all of this has been curiously silent from, I mean, the pandemic basically, pick a date, we'll say March 11th. This is, what is this, August 12th? 12th. Who have you not 
heard from. I mean, we've heard from everybody. We've heard from politicians. We've heard from conference. Uh, we've heard from presidents of universities. We've heard from athletic directors. We've heard from those who, who run particular conferences. Have you heard Mark Emmert, who's the president of the NCAA, say one word? No, not one word. And then you have the wrinkle now. You have notable college athletes tweeting out their frustrations of the college football season being canceled. Justin Fields, the quarterback at Ohio State, a couple notable Clemson players tweeted out and said, how can I go to class with all these different people and be safer than where I am tested every day in my bubble with my football team? It makes no sense. I I expect that, though. I mean, that I can overlook because I I don't care what's going on. Players and coaches want to play. And sometimes they want to play in conditions that are just not safe to play in. Here, here's if I mean this to me would be something worth following. I mean these these universities, at least I believe, are opening their campus or campuses in some fashion, and they're having some form of in classroom studying available, right? So it's not safe to play football, but it's safe for you to have students in your classroom on campus. I don't know, not the smartest guy in the world, I guess. I don't understand that at all. I don't either. It, it almost feels like there's something we don't know. Well, there's a, Rick, there's a lot of things we don't know. <laughs> uh, well, let's say regarding this, and you're right, Dave, but regarding this, it's like something happened very quickly behind the scenes that we still don't know about where they, they, these two conferences felt like they needed to check out. What was it? I think we'll find out. But it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever find out. I think out. there's a missing piece here. It, it, I, you know, I'm a skeptical guy anyway. But I think there's a missing piece here. Why this happened so quickly after they announced the Big Ten in particular. Here's why I don't think we'll ever. I mean, I'm not certain we'll ever find out. One phrase. The safety, health, and welfare of our student athletes. They. That's the fallback line. Because you heard it, yeah. you, okay. you hear it all the time, and it's a line that you cannot argue with and win. Because it ends if you do, the debate. You, yeah. you, you don't care. You then it, right. you, you don't care. It ends the debate. That's right. Well, listen, I you know la 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 la. But we had to do what we feel is best for the safety, health, and welfare of our student athletes. End of discussion. So, I don't know. We'll. I'm yeah. not sure we'll ever. We'll ever find out. Will there be a college football playoff? And will they? Will there be a national champion if these three conferences go through with a full season? I would say, yeah, there will be. There'll be an asterisk by it, just like you're going to see in Major League Baseball with a 60-game season. I think they probably will go through with it. And you have, still have, have some sort of bowl game playoff thing and, and crown a champion. And then you have a school like Nebraska who's saying, we still want to play no matter what. What happens with them? Can they switch conferences? No. No. They're so going they to they're, they're gonna have a hard time. They're going to have a hard time. They've got contracts. I mean. And then their conference, if they play in the spring, what are they going to play, fall and spring? Well, no. If, if they if play they in switch, the fall, they wouldn't play till next fall. So they'd have to not play in the conference if yeah. the Big Ten played in the spring. It's real simple. You, you know, and I, listen, I kind of like the, the stance that Scott Frost took. Speaking for Nebraska, I, I, I sort of like that. But from a legal standpoint, I don't, I don't think they have a leg to stand on. They've got contracts with the Big Ten. 
The Big Ten has decided they're not paying. I don't think you have a little clause that said, hey, by the way, in, in, in case of some, you know, some form of disaster, if you'd like to leave the conference at any point, you can. <laughs> maybe they, uh, maybe they, they opt out of the Big Ten and voids their contract and join the Big 12 or I, some other conference. Easier said than done. I, I, isn't the Big Ten contract bigger than all the other? Unless the Big Ten is was ever thinking about, you know what? Getting Nebraska We're, we're really it? sorry we invited you anyway, <laughs> and so we're going to let you go, I guess. Yeah. Where, where would Nebraska go? I mean, stop and think about that. Go back to the Big 12? Can they go they the were a great 12? fit. They were a great fit in that conference. The Big Ten has not been good for Nebraska. No, it hasn't. Not not in football. No. Could they go to the Pac-12? I mean, again, I, I don't know. So. Yeah, but doesn't make sense no. geographically speaking, right? No. I mean, the Big Ten makes sense For where Nebraska is yeah. located. So we could have two college football seasons, this one with these three conferences and the spring one with the other two. Think about that. I guess conceivably, as I guess we, we sit could. here today, we could. And then they could crown their own champion between the Big Ten and Pac-12. So there'll be two champions? This is just the weirdest year. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is so weird. Who will ever forget 2020? Or 2021. Oh, just hated Barbara Walters ever since she said that line. <laughs> 9.27 the time. Dave, Rick, and Kathy and KOA. Back at 9.39 on KOA News Radio. Dave, Rick, and Kathy with you. Text line is open 56690. We'll uh, get to the phones in just a moment. From the 720551, the Pac-12, literally, all in caps. I I love when we get caps because it emphasizes, you know, how how strongly you feel about that. Like like we didn't understand that without the caps. Pac-12 literally put out a document giving detailed reasons for the decision, including medical protocol issue and community transmission footprint concerns, and yet you, and then... They stop. Yet, yet we what? We have an opinion about the Big 12 and Pac-12 or the Big 10 and Pac-12 opting out. Would you like us not to have an opinion? But because you disagree with the opinion, then what? What are you? Are you pissy this morning? Call the show seven two zero five five one. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. That's that's part of what's wrong in the in this country. If anybody has a different opinion than yours. Well, then they all of a sudden, you, you, they, you, you feign righteous indignation, or maybe you're, you're, you're not feigning. Maybe that's how you feel. It's okay to have a different opinion. Jeez, have a different <laughs> perspective. It's okay. Remember when dialogue was a thing? Good Lord. When you can, you can What's actually that? talk <laughs> about things. And don't be scared to call the show. We're not, we're not you know, we're, we'll, we'll just have some dialogue. It's called a talk show. It's a general talk show. I don't know. Interesting concept, I think. Dave in Westminster on KOA News Radio. Hi, Dave. Good morning, guys. Morning. It uh, it appears if you take the if you don't believe in coincidence, if you would take a map of um, Democratic controlled states and superimpose that with a map of states where uh, hydroxychloroquine is allowed to be distributed, and then superimpose that with a map of the states for conferences that opted out of football, 
uh, they closely align, and there's there's definitely no consequence there. Um, having said all that, um, what if the three conferences that are going to remain, who coincidentally end up with 29 teams in those three conferences, what if at the end of their nine games that they're scheduling to play, um, they add the uh, Army, they add, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Notre Dame, and they add uh, one more at-large independent team, um, and they have an SCS-type structure playoff. You'd end up with 32 teams. They play five more games to the championship. They end up with the same amount of games that they would if they had a regular uh, season of college football with all the bowls and the interconference playoffs. You'd have a rating bonanza. You would have those schools rake in all the money. Um, and what it's ultimately what this whole thing is going to do is it's going to politicize football so much. Um, that it's going to be deleterious to the football ambitions of those schools who have decided to opt out. Because if I'm a player or if I have a son that's a player who wants to really have a chance to go to a good Div 1 school or maybe beyond, am I going to take a chance of letting that um, kid sign up with a conference that opts out because of mostly political um, issues? Interesting uh, perspective. Thank you, Dave. I, I don't think, honestly, I mean, moving forward, I- unless we are anticipating continuing to be um, stuck in the zombie apocalypse, I- I'm thinking that 2020, you know, is is an aberration and that we'll be able to move past this at some point. And if that, in fact, is true, then I don't think parents nor players would look back at 2020 and say, well, you know, a good, great high school athlete would say, well, these conferences decided to opt out, so therefore I'm not going to send my son there for an education or to play football. I, I think I, I just don't think that will happen. I agree. Uh, and, and Dave made a couple good points that I think could very possibly happen, and that is that these three conferences will have some sort of playoff and crown a champion uh, between the three of them. And I also agree that they will get huge ratings and also make a lot of money uh, throughout the process. As far as falling uh, along political lines, I I haven't looked to see, uh, although the two teams in the Big Ten that did vote to play, Iowa and Nebraska, I believe both have Republican governors. I'd have to check. Do they? Yeah. Um, uh, in, in California, we know what's going on in California. They they pretty much uh, have everything locked down out there. Uh, and I don't know if those schools are even allowing many kids on campus. So that makes it difficult right there alone. USC, UCLA, and Cal, if they're only going to have, you know, a very small portion of kids on campus taking classes, it's pretty tough to play football. Uh, at the same time. So that that's a problem right there for the Pac-12. Uh, Arizona State and Arizona are going to allow kids on campus uh, for class. Uh, they, uh, I'm assuming, 
wanted to play football. I do know they're playing high school football in Arizona. I don't think they are in California. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. No, they're, they're, yeah, so that's they're been not. Moved. So, that's been moved to the spring. So, you know, that, that could very well be the case. And as we've talked about on the show before, it seems like pretty much everything goes through a political filter now. That's just how it is. From the 720, same text or 720551. Dave, I accidentally hit send, cutting off my text. I fixed it by rescinding the complete text. But instead of reading that, you chose to rip me for, quote, not letting you have an opinion. And I wasn't ripping you. I'm simply inviting you to call the show so we can have have dialogue so I can better understand your, your perspective. Very difficult, although we, we like reading some text, but it's not the same as sitting down, even not in the same room, and having dialogue, right? That's, that's the point. And yesterday we had, I mean, it's okay to disagree with anything we say or I say on the show, but for the most part, generally speaking, when that happens, it happens via text. And then when I try to reach out and have a conversation with those texters. Mysteriously, they're either too busy. Um, I still, you know, one texter that haven't haven't read any texts lately. Um, every time I try to reach out and talk to him, and he came on the show one time, he was on a conference call. That's the longest conference call I've ever heard. Yesterday, we had a texter that when I reached out, and and she had a voicemail. She said, "Well, she's unable. It's only a text only phone." But, but you have a voicemail. And then I called after the show and, you know, wouldn't take the call. So all I'm saying is it's okay to have, at least on this show, to have a difference of opinion. Call us so you can voice your opinion, and then we can voice ours. And it's, it's an art that seemingly has been lost in this country on so many different topics. I'd like to rekindle that on this talk show. That's all. Have a discussion. Uh, here's a, a, a couple of interesting texts from the same person. Herd immunity will be the best shot at Springs programs, and that may be true. And kudos to Scott Frost in Nebraska. And then uh, the same person texted, and taking the safety and well-being of our student-athletes to his logical conclusion would mean that football would be canceled permanently due to the risk of injury. Interesting thought. Uh, football is a risky sport, by the way. Uh, it's a it's a risk that everybody that plays it assumes and is well aware of. And you know there there are choices you make in life every day where you take a risk 
Uh, you just you leave the house, you're taking a risk. You walk down the stairs, you're taking a you risk. You walk in this building, and I can tell you, you that we're a taking a risk. So, I mean, it's <laughs> good lord. There there are risks everywhere in life. Football is is probably one of the most physical sports out there, and guys that play it usually, guys that play for any length of time usually end up with some injury or multiple injuries that linger for a lifetime. That's just how it is. But you know that going in. You assume that risk. It seems like with COVID and football, it seems to me that the players want to play. And the coaches who are the older guys in the high-risk age group, they want to coach. So they're they're willing to assume the risk. But I believe it's the universities don't want the liability. And you mentioned that a couple times already. They feel like that it's taking too much of a risk legally mm-hmm. that maybe lawsuits or whatever could happen. I, I again, uh, doing this a long time, was able to, I've got a couple of friends, and they're not in this state, that they're not in a position to run an entire athletic department, but they're in the meetings of a couple of institutions. I was told by both of them, in the last, whatever, two or three months since we've been dealing with this, that the single biggest hurdle moving forward for universities was going to be the concern from a legal standpoint, that the legal teams, and they have been, I was told, involved in every single meeting, right? Every university has their own legal team. When they get in some sort of difficult situation, they, they can call them and say, hey, listen, what kind of exposure do we have here? Both of these gentlemen told me that their respective legal teams did not feel comfortable and could not ensure at that point, and this, this was the, the last conversation was over a month ago, they, they could not ensure the university that they were on solid ground with respect to if they opened up and played football, and something catastrophic happened. One or more of their kids caught COVID-19, and you can fill in the blanks, and suffered cardiac arrest, and, and you know, God forbid, they died. They, they could not ensure that that university, from a legal standpoint, that they did not, they were not putting themselves in a tremendously negative exposure situation. As soon as I heard that, I'm thinking, okay, mm. well then, they're not. There's, they're, how are they going to do this? Right. How are they going to do this? So I think that plays as big a role in what we're seeing as anything else. And I'm not saying that universities don't care about their student athletes, right? Again, the safety, well-being of their student athletes. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that that is disingenuous, but I'm saying that that's not the primary reason in my estimation that we're seeing what we're seeing dave why isn't there one governing factor group that says no college football teams are going to play like how, I, I thought there was the like, ncaa like apparently how there's not weird no. is it that you have some that are going to play and others that aren't going to play until the spring weird. i mean like why wouldn't they just have one that says hey we're none of us we're all playing or none of us are playing because th- this to me what we're encountering right now with COVID-19 in 2020, with respect to college football, exposes the NCAA for exactly what they are. 
and they are simply interested in raking in millions of dollars and, you know, saying all the right things publicly about student-athletes when the reality of it is that college football is the moneymaker for the NCAA, and it's the moneymaker for the universities in this country. It's the moneymaker for all other sports. And so the NCAA, basically what they do is, you know, once a year, twice a year, they'll have some sort of public uh, statement, public press conference, and they'll talk about all the, you know, the graduation rates and all the things that happen. Uh, but the NCAA is, simply sits back and lets college football and in some schools college basketball rake in millions and millions of dollars. The NCAA is never going to be the same after 2020. They're going to be challenged in ways they never thought possible once we get out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, another interesting thing, I, I talked to a, a buddy of mine who is a high school soccer coach yesterday, and he was very frustrated that they're not going to be able to play. And he goes, the weird thing is, Rick, we're playing right now. He said, all of my players are on a club team that is playing right now, but they're not going to be able to play at school. Well, that's like we talked about with Dave's football, because all lacrosse has been playing all summer long. Baseball has been playing all summer long. I mean, everybody's been playing. All the kids are out. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, and and this is the case, I believe, for a lot of high school coaches in the state. I, I cannot right now interact with my kids under the banner of Cherry Creek High School football on a Cherry Creek High School practice field and do anything. But if we don't use a Cherry Creek High School facility and we don't operate under Cherry Creek High School football, if I open a club team and pay for the insurance of the club Club team, and we go somewhere other than a Cherry Creek High School facility, I can coach my kids, and we can have seven-on-seven. Seven. So could you do it at a private school who allowed you to rent yes. out their field? Yes. Now, how? I mean, That's again, ridiculous. how... How is that any different? Well, how, how it's different is it, it removes all of the... Liability. Liability from huh. the district. So, I mean, we just huh. have to be honest about it. And, and listen... If I'm if I'm running a school district, um, and, and and I'm told by legal counsel, listen, here's what we have to do. I'm not finding fault with with them making that decision, but I but I but I'm saying that's what it is. So why wouldn't somebody start a club football team? There's people talking about it now. Yeah. I, I you know I don't I don't know. I mean, again, then you have to go back to your school and try to rent your own equipment. You have to be able to rent facilities you've got to be able to have other now if you know i'm fortunate in this regard i mean i'm not a air quote teacher in the building but there are plenty of high school football coaches head coaches that teach a class in the building yeah so i don't know what kind of ground they would be on to go back to their school and say well we're going to have club football and we're going to try to rent this and they could say no you're not because you're an employee of the district right so i i get that but but i think it's it's worth stating Here's why we're doing things. We're doing things in a lot of instances simply to cover our ass. 
from a legal standpoint. And I, would su- and I would submit that there's a good part of that that is applicable with college football as well. And it's just just the way it is. But- will, there, will there be a high school football team that says, hey, we're now a club team who wants to play? There's going to. And then they go, say, across the border and go play Kansas, I doubt Nebraska, it. I Wyoming. Doubt it. Because stop and think about that. It, you, I mean, how, how I do know you, it's expensive. How do you fund do. that? Yeah, it's expensive. Where do you get so, your equipment? You, so you, football would be a bad example, but maybe a soccer team. Um, you could do it in basketball. Well, how do you I mean, fund the team, or how do you fund the league? See, football football is is tougher to do because of this. There, I mean, every single sport that you just talked about has club teams mm-hmm. that sometimes I think do a disservice to the high school teams because of how they conduct themselves. Football is not a club sport, but you you can do that to play seven on seven would be the only thing. But I don't think you could do that. To, to go play a season somewhere. Basketball. It, it would be way well, more they do affordable. have club basketball. Yeah, Holy yeah. cow. You basketball, you could do it. You know, if you're a high school, you got a high school basketball club, go play uh, Kansas, isn't Nebraska, that, Wyoming. Well, isn't that what Gold Crown Utah. is, Dave? Uh, Gold Crown. Is a club? Ray, Ray Baker. Well, Gold Crown provides facilities okay. that club teams, teams can, can come, come use. Play. So why right. wouldn't you do that? Well, I mean, again, easier to do in all those other sports. Pretty tough to do <laughs> yeah, in football. You're right. Hey, we've got a good conversation. Again, 303-713-8585. We're glad you joined us. 957. And this is KOA News Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Back at 10.09, second hour of the show. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday morning, the 12th of August. In the midst of the zombie apocalypse, you got to really think about it, don't you? <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I started what, what, talking about that like what, back in April, and I thought, well, certainly by the time August rolls around, we but, but we're still in the midst of the zombie apocalypse. Five months. I still go back to what I said yesterday. We're going to talk with Brian Woods, CEO of the Spring League, coming up. I want to talk to him about uh, what's going on with football in the spring. But I still go back. What will have to happen in the ensuing years for us to look back? To be in such a mess in, let's say, 2030, that we look back and just pretty much forget about 2020. Well, that was nothing compared to what we're going through now. What would it, would it be? A real world, zombie world apocalypse. war? I, I guess. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. The entire the entire world is at war. That'd be the only thing I could think of that would be worse than what we're dealing with now. I think you're right. I don't Nobody know. will ever forget 2020. But I'd like to, Rick. Oh, you want to forget it? Yeah, and we're right in the middle of it. There's ways to make that happen. Yeah, you know what? 
but, but illegally. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Woods is the CEO of the Spring League, and uh, really a pleasure to talk with him. Now, Brian, thanks for your time. It's Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA here in Denver. How are you? I'm doing well. Great to be with you guys this afternoon. Absolutely. So, uh, in a nutshell, you've, you, uh, you've got a league starting up in the spring that'll be uh, comprised of sort of guys that, that aspire to be in the NFL, might need a little bit more seasoning and maybe some, some college football players. What's the, how, the genesis of this idea? Where did it come from? Well, we've been at this since 2017, and we are a professional football development league. We're the only uh, entity of our kind in the United States and obviously operating uh, worldwide. But we fill a very critical void, which is there's really no middle ground between the college game and the NFL game to keep players active, to develop them, if you will. We, we have actually not only developing players here in the United States, but we've got an international program we started over about a year ago. We've got players coming in from Europe. We will have our 10th Japanese player joining us this fall. So we've been very successful since we began in 2017. But the biggest thing is it's an opportunity, uh, very similar in structure to the NBA Summer League in that we exist in an abbreviated season. We have uh, centralized our operations, one venue, all of our teams in one market. And we've kind of flown under the radar, but we've had some really quality players that have come into the Spring League and in some instances coming out of college didn't get so much a minicamp invite. And we've gotten those, we've had great success getting those guys uh, onto practice squads and even onto active rosters. At the end of 2018, we had four of our players on the Raiders active roster. That's just one NFL team. That's obviously one example, but we've had a, had a lot of success with it. And, um, you know, just to kind of you know, summarize what you were, what we, what we were talking about at the very beginning, um, this fall is a, is a, is a unique, situation as you as you know that's arisen just over the last few days and that we've had two of the five power five conferences have now stated they will not be playing this fall so there's a lot of college players some rising juniors and even some seniors that really needed this season they were day two day three guys maybe priority free agents that really need this season to show the nfl what they can do because one thing for certain the nfl is not changing their schedule they've been very adamant about that so the fact that that you could be looking at a, a college season or conferences playing next spring will not change the NFL schedule. So these guys need a place to play. And so we are seizing on an opportunity to jump out there this fall. Um, yeah, normally we do operate in the springtime, March and April, right, you know, right prior to the draft. But we're seizing on the opportunity that we see right now and that um, there is going to be a major void, not just in, in TV programming windows, but, uh, several players that would have been in NFL training camps this year were released prior to the start of training camp. Most teams go to, uh, all the NFL teams, as you know, go to training camp with 90 players. This year they did it with 80. So there's 320 very deserving uh, players, and many of that would have probably had consideration for the practice squad or maybe even an active roster spot um, are, are not going to have that opportunity. So we've got, we have that pool of players. We have a really solid pool of players that should be up in Canada right now, but are not, and it's not looking very good that, that Canada is going to have their season. And now we've got this group of college, uh, some underclassmen and some seniors that need, need an opportunity, and we, we intend to sign some of those players over the coming weeks to take, take uh, part in our league this fall. Wow, talk about an opportunity. Uh, the, the universe has shined its light on you in the spring league. You know, we, we were just talking before you came on, like, is there something we don't know about what's happening here with the Big Ten and the in the Pac-12? Suddenly, 
deciding they're not going to play football. Did you pay him off? Is that what happened, Brian? <laughs> are, are you the guy that, that made this happen? Are you the missing piece? That was... <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I can't say for certain that I am. But one thing I will tell you is that it's really interesting. After our announcement yesterday, that really got um, – we, we got our fair share of publicity after we made our announcement yesterday, and I was contacted very quickly by several network executives. So we're – we're, they are scrambling now trying to fill their programming windows. And so we're, we're not only providing an opportunity to players, but we've got an opportunity as a business and as a league to really put ourselves on the map, and we feel like we deserve that. We're going into our fifth season next year. Other alternative leagues have announced they've come and gone, and, and we, are, we have stayed the course, and we were profitable in our third season. We have a very unique business model, so we've been able to thrive. But more importantly, and I think – our biggest accomplishment to date has been the number of players that have been signed out of the spring league. So we're over a hundred NFL signings, uh, just north of 60, I believe with, with players that have gone north to the CFL. And then the two alternative leagues, while uh, not the best business models and you'd love for these leagues to stick around, they also provided additional uh, opportunities for our players. And we had a number of players, probably 85 that signed with the AAF. Um, and then the XFL, I think it was around between 50 and 60 players that we had signed to the XFL as well. So um, those are our accomplishments today. We're, we're very proud of that. And now we're trying to make our brand CSL, if you will, because it's hard to say you're playing in the fall if your name is the Spring League. So we're, we're really trying to emphasize the TSL part of our brand at this point, not to confuse anyone. Uh, but, but certainly a great opportunity. I think uh, going back to your, uh, to your point, what's alarming for me is that, look, at the end of the day, we're doing this, and we're going to operate. Our, our, our protocols are being designed by Stanford University and some very qualified, incredible physicians there. We're going to be in a bubble environment. We're not asking players to be put in. We're not going to put players in harm's way uh, during or throughout our operation. What's, what's troubling to me is to see major conferences like the Big Ten and Pac-12, who've relied on what looks like very uh, uh, credible medical information and have made their decisions in, a, in an informed manner. And you have conferences down south that have, that have seen, seen what the other conferences have done and said, well, we have our own medical advisors, and for whatever reason, coronavirus doesn't apply to SEC players or ACC or Big 12. I, I just think that's nonsense. So I, I would say that you seem to officially announce at this point that they're not going to play this fall. And my instincts tell me that over the coming days, individuals will need to come to their senses and make the right decisions for these college players. So that does put us in a very unique spot with this, with TSL this fall and, and, and maybe being the only show in town outside of the NFL. It, it almost sounds like you're, you're hoping maybe <laughs> yeah. that the SEC, ACC, huh. and Big 12 don't play. I'm not hoping for anything. I'm Look, at the end of the day, before I went to law school, I was a walk-in at Old Miss. I, I – I uh, coached as a graduate assistant in Iowa State under Dan McCarney. Um, my brother played, was a starter, three-year starter at the University of Maryland. I love the game of college football. That's, that's probably the most exciting day for me in the fall. I, I, I follow the NFL game, and I, I very much respect the shield, if you will. But the college atmosphere and the college game day, there's just nothing like it. The alumni bases around the country are really uh, – it's just a – great environment for families and, and, and things of that nature. So as being a college football fan that I am, I, I hate the fact that they are going away, but by the same token, I don't think it's right that two of the five major conferences have made what I believe good decisions, and the other three believe that it just doesn't pertain to them. So I, I, I find that interesting. I just don't mm -hmm. think 
I don't think these other conferences in good conscience can continue to operate. And if they do try to move forward with games, I don't believe they finish the season. I think they could be calling it quits very quickly into it. Uh, so we'll see. But that's just what my instincts tell me at this juncture. You know, uh, and again, Brian Woods, our guest CEO of TSL, the Spring League. Um, let me let me ask you when when you when you talk about the league, how how is the league funded? If you could share that with us, and, and is there a TV partner involved with you at the at the current time? Yeah, and those are all very fair questions. I mean, we have a unique model in that in most instances, we do have some players that come to us. We're an opportunity, very much like I mentioned uh, previously. Just like the NBA Summer League, most people don't realize this, but the players that participate in the NBA Summer League don't get paid. They're there for housing. They're there for meals. They're there for the opportunity to be seen by not just NBA teams, but, but the NBA Summer League has a lot of European scouts that come and, and, and uh, to look to sign players. So we operate in a very similar fashion. And at the end of the day, we had to find a business model that would be sustainable, and it's worked very well for us. There are instances where we have compensated players but for the most part, our model uh, exists in that fashion. Um, we have very, very qualified investors that have, um, you know, put their name on the league and have, have backed us. Um, and I don't want to mention them publicly, but they are have been a great resource for us. And one of them is the CEO of a publicly traded company. So we uh, have very, uh, we have a high degree of business acumen that have kind of put their heads together and come up with a very creative business model, one that's one that's working for us. Um, in our league, because of its format and because we exist in one venue, we've eliminated a lot of the higher costs. So we don't need to sign leases with multiple stadiums. We don't have travel with our teams between numerous markets. So that's really eliminated the higher costs that ultimately lead to the demise of a lot of startup uh, entities. Um, from a TV standpoint, um, I can tell you that, yes, we have had TV contracts in the past and we signed a big deal with Turner Sports uh, back in early 2018. Um, we have been approached uh, with a much bigger opportunity, and we'll probably be announcing that in the coming weeks. I'd love to discuss it right now, but I just can't do that. Okay. But, but we will certainly have um, we will certainly have our fair share of exposure coming up here in in October and November. Uh, not a question, but kind of a comment. You mentioned that uh, you're going to be monitored by a professor at the Stanford. School of Medicine just seems kind of ironic that Stanford uh, won't be playing football this year, but their professors from the School of Medicine will be monitoring your league. Does that seem ironic to you? Look, they, again, um, in a bubble environment, and I think Anthony Fauci made this comment uh, not that long ago, he believed uh, football, collegiate football, and professional football could take place this fall, but there was a caveat to that, that it needed to, there needed to be multiple or rapid testing, there needed to be frequent testing, and it needed to exist in a bubble environment. So I think that's what we're, that's what we're doing, and I think that um, the, the, the better physicians, the ones that I think are, are, are really um, on top of their game, and, and that includes Dr. Paul Arbach, one uh, physician specifically that we deal with at Stanford University, who is a world-renowned physician. He's a, an ER, ER doctor, um, and he's been a great resource for us in helping us design a protocol that's going to ensure the safety of not only of our players, but our coaches and staff. So again, this is the first time that a professional football or even collegiate football, for that matter, will be going into a bubble environment. 
But we did have a four-day mini camp in mid-July in Denver to try to identify some talent, and we, we had a bubble environment during that time with testing, uh, daily health screening, temperature checks. And we it was a little smaller in that we had 85 players there in our, our you know traditional coaching staff, but we were able to uh, get out of that on stage, and so that gave us the confidence that we could move forward in a bigger environment. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's somewhat coincidental. Uh, but at the end of the day, we, we are operating in a very much different fashion than how collegiate football would have to operate this fall. Brian, listen, thanks very much for the time. I think it's an interesting concept. I'm all about uh, creating opportunity, and I think this, uh, based on our conversation, that's exactly what uh, the Spring League is about. So we wish you luck. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you sometime soon. Absolutely, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Yep. pleasure. Good luck, Brian. Yeah, good luck. Brian Woods, CEO of the Spring League. Interesting business model. Four teams. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be sequestered, obviously. Um, they'll play round robin. There, there is. He said we have paid some players in the past, but players shouldn't. Have- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Expect to be paid for that. In fact, they have to They have to have their own health insurance. Players do. Huh. Um, and pay for a few of the incidentals. But to me, I think it's it's... The business model is one that, from a sales standpoint, you tell the players, listen, this is an opportunity for you to get out there. We'll have NFL scouts there. We'll have CFL scouts there. And if you're good enough, and we, in the last couple of years, we've seen that happen a handful of times where teams in the NFL and CFL have signed players from the spring league. It's very similar to the the league that I played in, the California Pro League, which is the last time I played football back in the early 80s. That league, the hope of every every player and every owner in that league was that they would get a shot in the NFL, and if not, the USFL, which was starting up the year after. that, The following year, they knew the USFL was starting, and so the, the guys playing in that league, mostly for, for nothing. Um, the hopes were to get that shot to the next level. This is very, very similar uh, to what he's doing. So it has been done before, but I think his opportunity, <laughs> what what's happened with these two conferences not playing football really opened the door for him. I agree. Where, where these guys are really going to get some attention. 1025 is our time. Rick George, CU Athletic Director, coming up on our show at 1135. Dave, Rick, and Kathy, good morning in KOA. This is 2020. This is 2020. This is 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 
coming up at 11.35, um, announced yesterday by the Joe Biden camp that Kamala Harris will be his vice presidential candidate. Kind of an interesting interesting choice, and I don't want to turn this into a political discussion, but I was thinking about this last night. The election coming up in November, you've got the incumbent President Donald Trump, you've got former Vice President, two-term Vice President Joe Biden, and I want, I want people to take this the right way. These two are the best that this country has to offer. I mean... I think a lot of people are saying the same thing right now. The, 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 uh, yeah. We, so we get, we have to, uh, I guess now you can throw in um, Kanye West. But mm. the best this country has to offer, I've got President Donald Trump on one hand, and I've got former Vice President Joe Biden on the other. It's just, to me, it's just maddening it really is this is it yeah we you and i are both independents i'm a registered independent and i have been for a long time and i'm thinking man should i just sit it out but i this is the best we can do i don't know what to do it's It's hard it's a hard and then you have your third party as kanye right if, (laughs) if, if ever well if ever there were an independent that was well funded that offered even a glimmer of good news and hope and a sound economic plan and just had an ability to stand up and take questions and have dialogue. If, if, if there was somebody like that, and it's obviously too late for this election, but I think this would, this would, be, this would have been the year. I really Absolutely. think this, the third oh, no party candidate, given these two choices, w- to me would have been a no-brainer. And I kept thinking that that third party candidate would emerge. I know you and I talked about that. I, d- I we did talked too. about it for a while, know, and it turns out it's Kanye, uh, which is I don't know interesting. Um, and it looks like he's going to get on enough ballots that he could get some votes. I. I had a uh, friend of mine who is a political pundit. He thought Kanye could get enough votes to swing it to Trump. He thinks it's possible. I don't know if I see that happening. I, I still, it's, again, nothing to, nothing we can do about it because it is what it is. These are the two, these are the two candidates. But, it, but it, it, I don't even know why, but last night, watching the Rockies almost give away a six-run lead in the ninth. But they didn't. But I'm sitting there, and I don't even know why. They went to a commercial break, and it just it, all of a sudden it was just like an image. Wow. Election coming up in November. This is the best that we can do as, as a country. It, it gets back to what I've said. We, we have, as, as people in this country, we have given away really some of the most important things and we've trusted politicians to do what they say they're going to do and rarely it seems are they able to accomplish that they run on certain things and then once they get to washington mysteriously they 
change their mind and they don't accomplish what allowed them to be elected. They just don't. So I'm in favor of term limits. If I, if I was, if I had a plan of how I could just clean out the entire political structure in DC, I, I would do it. I, I don't know how it's, it's pro, it, they're, they're probably so firmly entrenched in such a deep rooted way that that would be virtually impossible and naive to even think that you could do that. But I would do it if there were a way to do it. But gosh, I think this is, I mean, it's not a hell of a lot better than it was in 2016. I'm not even sure it's better. I said, probably if you're a longtime listener, I think I may have said the same thing in 16. Wow. We've got, we've got a celebrity game host running against somebody who's been in politics for 400 years. This is it. And now, four years later, here we go again. Yeah, Texter just said, what is your issue with Biden? Honestly, I think he's got dementia. And, I, and I'm sad to say that because it, dementia is nothing to joke about. And we've all had family no. members with dementia. We've all dealt with that. And it's sad. And it's sad to see him uh, just about every time he talks. He gets confused. And if he's aware that he has dementia, he's got to be panicking right now. Like, oh, my God, I got to go out and give this speech if, he, if he's aware. And some people, when they get dementia, they don't know uh, that they have it. And so I think what you, who you're really voting for on the ticket is Harris. Because I just don't think Biden's all there. I think Biden, eight, ten years ago, would have been fine. Yeah, I do too. I think he would have been fine. I but it's, it's I, I've sad. never, I've never thought Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden was a bad man. I know. No. Listen, those on the right take all sorts of issues, and I know about Hunter Biden. And okay, um, and, and there certainly, I mean, every every politician seemingly has baggage because the longer you are in office, the more the other the other side tries to dig up things, and you have to make decisions, and, and I, I get it. It's, imp- it's an impossible job given where we are as a country. It's impossible. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't know. I, um, uh, we just had a texter from the 303-895, Libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen, uh, and then in parentheses they say, oops, refresh. It's a woman. Woman and very smart is an alternative. All right, I'll check her out. I'm not. I'm not familiar with her Me at all. Either. We had uh, on Mandy's show. I was running a couple weeks ago. She was on, and she seems like a very intelligent woman. But I don't see any way now that they could grab enough votes from the Republicans or Democrats to actually make any moves. Hmm. And see, that's the problem with these third party candidates. They they can't win. At least the ones that are out there. Nobody's heard of Joe Jorgensen. I, I honestly didn't know that Joe Jorgensen was in the race. Uh, me neither. But I'll check her out. Will she get more votes than Kanye? Probably. I would think. Yeah. You would hope. I would is, she, is, she, is she although already involved in the political scene? Yeah, but although Kanye is a superstar, he's a familiar name. And maybe people that are kind of opting out, quote unquote, from the election will just vote for Kanye. Or the young people. Or young people. Who don't usually vote. Yep. So maybe. So now I've 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 upset I think both sides from the I laugh at this from the three hundred three eight hundred eight. Wow, thin skinned, aren't we? 
About what? Thin-skinned about what? I don't know. From the 303. Yes, it is. From the 303-493. Might I add, the game show provided millions for charity. Okay. Not saying that he hasn't done some good things. From the 719, and this is why I don't like to turn it into a political show, from the 320, what campaign promises has Donald Trump not kept? Here's my thing about President Trump. I think he's done some good things for the country. I think he's his own worst enemy. I think there are too many times, whether, you know, and I've got, I've got friends of mine that voted for Donald Trump. I've got friends that voted for Hillary Clinton. Um, but almost universally, the friends of mine that have voted for Donald Trump have said, man, he, he'll say some things that you just cringe. And these are people that actually voted for him. That, that's my point. Yeah. Um, oh, of the, uh, it looks like the thin-skinned Oh, text was for blocking somebody else, for, maybe for blocking me for referring to Trump as Agent Orange. That you wasn't got, us. You got the yeah. wrong show, mm. my friend. Yep, got the wrong show. How come? How come y'all don't call? You got time. <laughs> you got you know time. What? You got time to text. And seriously, we don't even know how to block people. We don't. Can, I tried you, it and I couldn't. Can you block do it. people? We're not trying to block people. No, Other we, shows. We don't do. even know how to do no, it. No, so. I did ask to block one person, and I asked our IT people, and they showed me how to block it, but I still oh, can't do it. I don't from the seven one nine three two zero, Joe Biden's been in politics for almost fifty years. Please name something good he's accomplished. I, I we weren't really talking about that, I, and I'd have to go back and on, honestly research everything that he's done, and I don't have an interest in that. I was just talking about he appears to me. To be, I, I've thought of him as a good man in the past. That's all. Seven one nine six six three libertarian equals automatic vote. Equals what does that mean? Equals automatic vote for what? I think maybe they mean that they'll automatically vote for the libertarian candidate. Okay. From the three zero three eight four seven, isn't it interesting how many people jump up? Just when you say something like, is this the best we can do? From the 303-847, just ignore both sides. Neither one has it right. As soon as one side says it has the answer or side compl- the other side complains and says no, even if it's right. Yeah, that's, that's sort of the current condition, politically speaking, in this country. And I think, I think the inability for people to have reasonable dialogue and, and discourse about politics has seeped into virtually everything that we do. It, it clouds all of our judgments with respect to disagreeing on anything. And I've said this before, done this show a long time, 30-plus years. I, I cannot think of another time, and this is not hyperbolic, I don't believe, that, that I have sensed more frustration, anger, pent-up feelings as a country, generally speaking, as we are experiencing right now. What, what So... What do you attribute that to? Part of it is the pandemic and people losing their jobs and not being able to work and um, and then, you know, wanting to be safe and trying to get back to work. But how, how do we do that? But I, I credit or, or give lack of credit uh, or point the finger really at the political atmosphere that we currently are involved with in this country. And the two party system, uh, these these both of these parties are corrupt in many, many ways and and. They're in it for the power, both of them. And, and the things that they do, once they get elected, they're basically just trying to stay in power and gain power, That, in my opinion. Uh, there are some good ones out there, 
But a lot of them, a majority of them are, are in it for gaining power, keeping their job. Yep. And they make a lot of compromises. They do a lot of things behind the scenes. There's a lot of corruption. And the two-party system, I think, has let us down. From I the, wish there was a third party that, I, that I could have too. some traction. From the 719, then we'll get back to the phone line. 719-354, the perpetuation of conservative idealism at KOA is nauseating. Stay with football. Dr. Conrad Fitz in Colorado Springs. He texted us a lot, Dr. Conrad Fitz. Good to hear from you, Dr. Yep. Fitz. Thank you, Dr. Fitz. Feel free to call us if you'd like to. I'm not sure... Me raising the question, is this the best on either side that we have to offer in this country, could be construed as conservative idealism? I'm not exactly sure how that works. Well, that shows you how sensitive my sn- Conrad Fitz is. My snide remark would be, you're, you're, you're a doctor. I'm, I'm certain you're smart enough to correct me, so call. I mean, even even that, what, what you said and what we said is we wish there was another candidate yeah. to him that's nauseating. He's he's very sensitive about his politics. Yep. And there's a lot of people like that right now. Unfortunately, you can't even talk about it. And, and for the most part, we do avoid political topics. Uh, it's not our game. It's not our jam. But some of this is unavoidable. Last two texts, 303-598. So just because Trump says a few stupid things, that puts a blanket on all the great accomplishments that he has done for this country, yet you say Biden is a good guy, and look at his crazy checkered past as far as politics go. Come on, Dave. Still love you guys. Just frustrated. All right. It's not exactly what I said, but last one. Um, from 720320, I think the reason why people won't call in is because they are quick to disagree but don't actually do the research to have an intelligent conversation. Well, let's face it, it's also easy to have an opinion anonymously. You're not really sticking your neck out too far yeah. when you text a radio show without a name attached to it. Well, Dr. Conrad Fitz attached he, hey, to it. He wasn't afraid to do it. We'd like you yeah, to be, we appreciate that. We'd like you to be our, our stand-in doctor on Logan and Lewis, Dr. Fitz, if you would uh, accept. It's a non-paying job, by the way. <laughs> Dave Boulder <laughs> is on KOA News Radio. Hi, Dave. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, morning. Hey, uh, my quick question. Yeah, all these people uh, are uh, always criticizing you guys the first hour. They should call in and debate you guys just like how I like to call in. But, you know, this is going back to yesterday about the subject you guys are talking about TV. I don't watch any news network because it's always just doom and gloom. Like, and about sports, I just... You know what? I saved my money. I canceled my test subscription last year, and I don't care. I can watch the highlights on YouTube. And anyway, if the NFL comes out, really the only sport I really follow, I could watch it on free on the over the air on antenna. You know, but it's just unfortunately like, everybody's offended by everything. I like how these Republicans like to call the Democrat. You know, the, like you know the the Democratic people. Like you know, they're a bunch of snowflakes. But it goes the same way. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Once everybody starts talking about something, their their brain shuts down, and they don't want to hear a good argument. It's just unfortunately how this world has turned into, like where everybody just wants to blurt out their side, and and they don't want to hear the other side. No, and they, and they, and Dave, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate that. And then 
then instead of being able to discuss it, then it turns into a personal attack on the person that is talking if they happen to, to have an opinion that disagrees with what they think is absolute. That's that's the funny thing about it. Um, from the 303-465, Dave, how about any functioning adult for President 2020? I, I love this one. From the 719, uh, from, oops, refreshing, from, the, from Crystal in Colorado Springs, no decent person would want to run for office. The power-hungry and obsessed are corrupt to the core and will destroy a nice person in a heartbeat. Love you all, and you're right. Both candidates are less than desirable. All right. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable text. I think so, too. And, they, Ma- and she put her name on it. Yes, she did. Thank you, Crystal. We've got uh, we've got an open line, 303-713-8585. Waiting for you to call Dr. Fitz on KOA. Back at 1108, final hour of this morning's show. Logan Lewis on KOA News Radio. By the way, another chance to win a thousand bucks coming up in about fifty-two minutes. Key word for cash on KOA News Radio. Who knew Dave could rap? No doubt. You're Sir Mixa Dave. White boy, white boy rap. Sir Mixa Logan. There's certain things you're good at. There's certain things you wouldn't be good at. I think everybody has that throughout life. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I would suck. As a rapper, Rick, would you be? Would you be? I don't think a, I would even be. A, an average rapper. No, I don't think so, Kathy. I don't think so. I'd be a great Asian rapper. What? <laughs> I wish we had video of the show. She starts breaking it down. That's not really rapping. That's like break dancing. Go, fellas, yeah. And white guy oh, rappers, yeah. man. You know, it's, shake it, shake that healthy uh, butt. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I could do this song. Start from the beginning. Well, this is an old school song. It's his birthday today, by the way. DJ sure. Millennial Grant. Here we go. Go ahead, Kath. You know this song, Dave, from the beginning. Here we go. Let me get the overbite going. Come on, Rick. I know four words. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with the itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. What? (laughs) See? Yeah. Even the G she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. So, baby, I want to get with you and take your picture. My whole boy's trying to warn me, but that butt you got me. Me so horny. Smooth skin. <laughs> First time ever played on KOA right there. First time and probably last time. The Asian rapper. Right? Oh my God. Further signs that the zombie apocalypse <laughs> We're living is it. on us. We're living it right now. <laughs> Asian girls. Happy oh my God. Dessert. I like the yeah. <laughs> On KOA. Yeah. You know, you've got, to, you've got to break the mold every now and then, and we've just done that on KOA. Hey, I had, had a good conversation with Dr. Conrad Fitz. I want to salute him. I, I called his office yeah, in, the spring, in the springs. <laughs> he was real nice. And um, you know what? He's, he's going to call the show tomorrow. See, that, can, can I just say that that's the best way to do this? Just call and have reasonable dialogue. You might not change your mind, right? But at least you hear the other side. It, it's just... It's just called being reasonable. And we have totally lost our ability in this country to be even remotely reasonable. 
We really have. And after a couple of nasty texts from Dr. Conrad Fitz, he texted, actually, I love your show. Rick and I have an NAU connection. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. He told me that on the phone. Yeah. So I, he, and he played hockey at Northern he, Arizona he University. NAU. Okay, cool. And well, he said, you know what? I used to beat up guys like Rick. Uh, I, You know what? I dispute that, Dr. Conrad Fitz. <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. We're going to have to talk about that, Dr. Conrad yeah, Fitz. that's right. Tomorrow, 303-877, laughing so hard, you guys. Well, listen, Kathy, that was pretty good. I told you. Yeah, that was pretty good. No, but but if you're going to be a rapper, you can't, you can't like, cover somebody else's rap. What? You've got to, you've got, who's the masked man behind the glass? Oh, that's Benjamin Albright. Benjamin, yeah. Benjamin. You're looking a little bit like Eminem. <laughs> just a, like Eminem. Slim and Eminem, he said. Yeah, yeah, right? Slim Shady. Slim Shady. Yeah, right? Slim Shady's back. 970-387, very good show today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> uh, Why can't I rap other people's music? Because you you can't be a star. I mean, you can be a lounge Somebody act else? in Vegas, you but you can't own. you can't be a star. You've got to write. You got to have your yeah, own stuff. Yeah, aren't there writers? Well, you, music well, you're, writers. You're looking to two sixty-year-old plus white guys to yes. find out if there's writers no, in there's rap. Write, no, well, there are writers in rap. I'm sure. Well, sure. There's guys who write rap. They write, write music. Why don't we put that request out? I'm sure several of them are listening to this show. And I will, I will wrap it. Like, like this fall. Sure. I'll cut a wrap. It's a big market for this. If I write a wrap for Kathy Lee, will you wrap it? Yes, but you have to write it about us. And it has to be about Big Buck. Are you a rap fan, Millennial Grant? Yeah, a little bit. I like the old school (laughs) stuff. Doctor Dre going back to like the chronic albums and stuff. Yeah. Me too. Uh, New stuff. I'm not a big fan of. Hey, listen. I spend a lot of time around 15, 16, 17, and 18 year old. Boys, young men. They love rap. Ooh, let me tell you. I love rap, rap in high school. I'm the, I'm the coolest 60-year-old dude, white dude in America. Ask your boys to write me a rap, and I will rap it for them. Or as Dan Reeves would say, in America. America. Yeah, you dropped bougie on them you know what? a couple of weeks back, and they were impressed. Now they you should they drop... fell out in the stretch line. <laughs> you should probably drop out. cake on them, too. No, I'm not talking about no cake with my high school <laughs> players. I now know what cake is. You know? Getting thick with Felt, cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even, yeah. <laughs> then I'll be getting calls from their parents. Uh, Coach, could I uh, talk to you a minute? Did you, uh, did you talk about uh, <clears throat> cake with my son? <laughs> you said, he what said, are you he doing said, here, Ben? Ben's behind the glass, Benjamin yeah. Albright. He could talk on that mic. He's out of his basement. Yeah. You yeah. Can't, you're out of the basement. Ben, you got to get in the weight room. I mean, seriously. Can you turn the mic on for him? If there, if there was a yeah. stiff breeze, you'd be in Topeka. Turn the mic on. Turn Ben's mic on. We're in broadcast. Oh, we're we don't have we're in broadcasting. Right. Yeah. We, can't, we, can't, we can't figure that out. He doesn't have a mic. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, good to see you, Ben, behind the glass. Avs, uh, Avs coming up today. Their uh, first game of their series. Looking forward to that. By the way, from the 303-345, and Garrett Hampson also wearing his Avs jersey at the presser today. Awesome cross-team support before game one. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 stoked about what we will see um, from the Avs. I really am. Um, maybe I'm just excited to see sports, but I'm I'm really excited. Avs are the second uh, second seed in the Western Conference. They got beat in that playoff game or play-in game, whatever you call it, with Las Vegas. So, but I I like their chances. 
And same with Nuggets. Yeah. This is the best I, I, chance. Yeah. Same with Rockies. Yeah. And, you know, all, all three teams. You're right. I got my money where my mouth is. I've Me got too. 50 bucks bet on the Rockies to win the World Series. Because I like big butts and I cannot lie. That's right. See my timing of that? Yeah. I just sort of, yeah. Did anyway. you guys see that hockey game last night? The five overtime game? Five no. overtime. That's yeah. crazy. Fourth longest game. It was 150 some odd minutes of play. Fourth longest game in NHL history. The one goalie either faced or saved 88 shots. Most since 1955. That was a Blue Jackets goalie. Ooh. Yeah, and one player for them logged 65 minutes on the ice. Wow. Seth Jones. I mean, crazy. Indeed. 11-15, last uh, 45 minutes of the show. By the way, A.D. Rick George from CU coming up in exactly 20 minutes. John in Denver joins us on KOA. Hi, John. Permission to uh, ask two intelligent sports questions. Sure. Um, the first is a... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I really had the radio rights for years and years and years. Long before my time. And I just wondered, technically you don't work for the NFL. You work for the radio station. Correct. And and, and I was wondering, has the NFL approached you in the last few months or, or, or management about betting on... NFL games now that uh, sports gambling is legal in Denver. You mean in terms of actually doing commercials or not doing them? No, 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 no. Um, gambling itself on the games when they come. Well, didn't the NFL yeah, to, um, team up? Didn't the Broncos? They partnered team up, up with, with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, so. and, and I'm doing I'm doing DraftKings spots now, and I think right. I think the league has changed. I mean, they've completely done a 180 from not long ago. When they they talked about, I mean, they fined and suspended former uh, current players. I shouldn't say suspended. They fined for guys making appearances in Las Vegas. You you take that point in time, and now fast forward to 2020. There's an NFL franchise in Las Vegas, so they they've completely changed their point of view. Money changes points of view. My other question was: um, Will you be as transparent with your losses? As you will with the winnings, like we heard Kathy Lee the other day said she was up three grand. Kathy, this, this question this, this is for me? you. Oh, I, you know what? I started with the 100 and I'm up three grand. So I haven't really had any losses to, I haven't gone in the negative yet. You will lose. Oh, I will. I will. But, I, you know, I've only bet like $5 and $20. $20 max that I bet. You know, I'm not for against it, but it is a disease and it is an addiction. For sure. Yeah, Kathy, yeah. Kathy has a problem. We're keeping an eye on her. <laughs> Thank we you, John. Are. Yeah, we're going to do an intervention. You. When you're betting on Korean table tennis, uh, I think you might That have was a before any of the other sports started, You've though. You've got a problem. Just admit it. The first step is to admit you got a problem. I definitely yeah. have a problem. Listen. But I don't know if that's one of my problems. And I've got a good place for you, the Raleigh House of Hope. I'm not sure they deal with gambling addictions. Really? But, yeah, other addictions, they can help you. That, I'm good. I'm in. Yeah. 
I'm, I'll be there. Hi, I'm Kathy Lee, and I'm addicted to gambling. Online. On table tennis. On table tennis online. On How would that app. be? <laughs> yeah, there's a great ad. I mean, really, you're one of three people that are documented in this country that have actually wagered on table tennis. There was nothing else to wager on at the time. That's, what I, that's why tennis. we think you've got a problem. Yeah. Like, you have to bet? It was fun. Table tennis. It was yeah. fun to just bet on Ivan and Igor. Yep. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> we're going to talk. By the way, from the the corner, from the 303 549, get producer Antonius from Michael Brown show. He's a musician. Have him write a good rap for Kathy. I know. Aunt. Well, I'll I'll ask Ask him him to write me a rap about the three of us. And then we can film it. Okay. Put it up on the website. Rick and I can produce it. Can I put it to the Sir Mix-A-Lot music? No, he's going to write you your own rap. I know, but I need music. I need some sort of music behind my rap. Yeah. He's going to write you your own rap song. He's going to write his own song. Yeah, he's going to write me the lyrics, right? No, he's going to write the music. I was thinking the lyrics that he'd write. You you have to write your own lyrics. (laughs) Oh, I got to write my own. I think we have him do both. Yes, I agree. All right, right, that's good. Yeah, and I'll just wrap it. Alan Roach doing it for you wasn't good enough, guys. No. Now, Logan and Lewis with Sir Catch-A-Lot, White Boy Rick, and K-Plop on KOA. K-Plop. That's my rap name. I love that. Right here, see, I can sing to this song. He just gives me some lyrics. Yeah. There we go. Is there another show like this in this time slot? No, thank you. Anywhere in the country? I don't. I don't think there is. No, I really don't. What the hell would it be called? Yeah, this is uh, unique. See, I like yeah. that, though. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. I'm Dave I like Logan. Snoop. I like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I do too. Snoop is great. We're going to get Snoop on the show, Millennial Grant. I'll try. Like in between. Now and Rick George. In, in between encounters. Okay. And in no. between him running all the... Different shows. Not exactly sure what I was talking. I wasn't talking about Millennial Grand. I was talking about in between Snoop's oh. uh, tasks. Hey, by the way, it says Big Al was betting on table tennis too. Well, so you, then there's another addicted soul. Who is the other and one? Ben. And Ben. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what can well, you do? We'll have an intervention with all three of you. All I can say is that I started with a hundred bucks and I'm out up twenty nine hundred dollars. Talking smack when you're ahead, in in the face of the betting gods, not a smart thing to do. (laughs) Keith is going to join us on KOA News Radio. Dave, Rick, and Kathy here. Morning, Keith. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. What's up, Keith? You did not too much. You know, my wife is back. Yeah, you told us last week. Oh yeah, she got back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the. T- I was talking all that big stuff on the radio. I'm the tired one, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick, you're right. There isn't another show like this in Denver on this time slot. You guys are the only one. You guys are great. And and Dave and Rick, you guys were cutting up. I think it was Thursday. Whenever Kathy Lee wasn't there, you guys. I never heard you guys cut up like that before. You guys. Oh, about Dave's nose. Time. What were we joking oh, about? It was about Dave's about nose. About me walking yeah, into well, a half-down okay, garage door. Yeah, yeah, that day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you guys, you guys were, you guys need to take that show on the road, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can make some money. I'm, uh, I'm telling you. But guys, uh, Dave, I want to ask you this, and then uh, I think I heard Rick touch on something, but I'm not certain, so I'm going to ask Rick first. Rick, I think, I think I heard you say something like. A lot of people don't. Uh, well, people don't do their homework on on politics. 
Is that, am I correct in hearing you that? Uh, I don't think I not? said that, but I think you're definitely right. Uh, people just, just vote. They really don't know much, unfortunately. Well, go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think people put a whole lot of research uh, into the person they're voting for. Uh, and Okay. Okay, yeah. go ahead. What's, yeah. so what's your comment? What's your well, question? Well, 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 what I was going to say, you're absolutely right, because I, I have a friend that's in Congress. And he told me behind closed doors, it's, it's not a Colorado congressman, uh, but he told me behind closed doors, the politicians bank on the American public not to do their homework. They bank on it. Mm. Yeah, I believe that. You know. I believe that. And, and when you look at the political ads, uh, they, they run those, and they're basically just headlines, and they're hoping that's all you're going to use to vote with you're not going to even well, do that, any of your own research yeah that and what he also said uh you know they really don't you know basically in a nutshell what he said all they have to do is just listen to the media and they go from there they're not going to do their homework and um what i want to ask dave dave with all this going on uh with especially within the area that you coach how does this how is this affecting uh high school football as far as recruitment well, it remains to be seen, Keith. I don't have an answer for that. There has been talk that the signing date may move back. There are two national signing dates now, one in December, one in February. But clearly, if high school football is played, at least in this state, it will start in March. So that puts a number of players at every single school in a very difficult position, unless they've already received some sort of commitment to go play football. The majority of kids have to have a good senior season to uh-huh. be able to get any sort of scholarship help and go play football somewhere. So I, I think when we get to that point, I, I'm quite certain that – I'm not quite certain. My hope is that there will be some restructuring of dates that we have grown to be used to, and um, the, those dates will be moved back. Because, I mean, again, college football, at least now, today, claims that they're going to try to play in the spring. So that, I mean, things are going to have to change in terms of the dates that we have been used to. Yeah, it's sad, man. It really is. I have a nephew that's a, that's a five-star in SEC country, and uh, he says, he, says he, he wants his education. And he is seriously thinking about going to school outside of the SEC country. He said they are out of their mind down there. And I'm trying to get him. Uh, I know Nebraska's recruiting him. And me and the other, other members of our family have told him if he ever goes to Nebraska, we will disown him immediately. <laughs> and, hey, the University of Colorado, and, uh, I don't even know who your nephew is, but the University of Colorado could use him. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. He is uh, – he is six six, two hundred and eighty pounds. Wow. Defensive tackle. Okay. What, what's boy. what's without his name? What state? Alabama. Oh boy. Okay. Alabama. He is a very big boy, and uh, he's been here to Colorado. He's seen it. He loves it. And uh, I'm trying to. I don't have any, you know, Colorado pull, but I'm trying to coax him to, towards mm-hmm. it. You know, being a graduate from CU myself. And uh, trying to coax him towards CU. But uh, you guys, I just want to say that you guys got a great, great show. 
and don't you ever go off the air. Thank- I, 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 I forbid it. I forbid it, okay? Th- thank you so much, Keith. Keith and his wife got back together, which was reunited. Kind of cool story. Yeah, because she was out of the country, wasn't yeah. she? He sounds so much happier, so much more relaxed. I know. I don't know what's going on. Sounds light in his feet. Yeah, he does yeah. sound a little lighter. Yeah. And tired a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's tired. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> he got some cake over the weekend. Oh, boy. 1126, oh Rick George to follow this mess in 10 minutes. Back at 1139 on KOA News Radio. By the way, another chance to win 1000 bucks coming up after the uh, noon news. Keyword for cash on KOA News Radio. Uh, Big Ten yesterday announces they have postponed their fall activities, including college football. Pac-12 uh, made a similar announcement a little bit later. How that will affect, in this case, uh, the University of Colorado uh, is interesting. Rick George, the CU Athletic Director, who uh, just got off a, a Zoom call, I believe, with the media, joins us now. Rick, thanks a lot for the time. It's Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. I know uh, I know that was not certainly the news that everybody was hoping for, but now as you sort of process the position that you're in, what's the first couple of steps that you take? Well, look, the first thing, I mean, it's, it's gut-wrenching to make a decision like that. You know, we've had uh, our young men and women in, in all of our fall sports working really hard to put themselves in a position uh, to be able to, to compete. And, and so yesterday was sobering, um, very, very challenging day. Uh, but, um, you know, moving forward, you know, uh, you know, I think the important thing for us is we want to make sure that, we're still providing all the services that we typically do and normally do for our student athletes. We want to make sure that uh, there's engagement between them and their coaches. So as we look at our countable athletically related activities, as we call CARA, we want to make sure that we have those in place so our coaches can have the, the proper interaction uh, with our student athletes because, you know, this decision for them was, was uh, hard to hear and very difficult, but, uh, we've got great young men and women uh, that that don the black and gold, and and uh, you know we'll we'll move forward um, and uh, get prepared uh, for the time when they tell us it's it's go. Because I know our our student athletes would tell you they're ready to go. Um, you know the protocols that we put in place have been uh, really good, and um, you know we'll be ready to go when uh, when the puck drops, as they say in hockey. Hey, Rick, uh, you know, we've heard from players, coaches, athletic directors all wanted to play. Uh, how much uh, input did you have in this decision, if any? Uh, well, did they uh, yeah. did they let you have a say in it? Oh, certainly. Um, you know, we, we've um, we've had our our input, um, you know, both as athletic directors. We've, we've heard from our football coaches, uh, other coaches. Um, you know, we've, we've talked with the PAC 12, we've met with the CEOs on our campus and, and you know, what we've always uh, been very firm. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. About is that the health and safety of our student athletes is going to help guide our decisions. And as we looked at some uh, data uh, uh, and information over the past few days, 
you know, there's just uh, too much uncertainty for us to to put our young men and women in harm's way. And so um, as difficult as the decision was, um, it's the right decision for us based on uh, the information that, that we have. Rick George, the uh, CU Athletic Director, our guest. Rick, I, maybe this is a question that is asking you to look into your crystal ball, and if so, I apologize. But I, I'm hearing a lot of people on TV and some on radio that uh, are already poo-pooing the idea of college football being able to pull off a spring football calendar for for a variety of reasons. I, I am not there yet. I think there's – maybe I'm just more optimistic. I think there's a pretty good chance – that 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 could happen, but as you look at this now, is it is it a realistic perspective for people to say yes? I'm I'm confident that college football can, in some form, be played in the spring. Yeah, look, we would Dave, we wouldn't have uh, postponed the season had we not felt strongly that if the conditions get better, that we can play a uh, football season beginning in January. Uh, we believe it can happen. Um, you know, will we have to modify some things? Probably. We've got uh, a student-athlete uh, Pac-12 working group as well as a, uh, a group uh, of our administrators uh, from all schools in the league that are working on what that will look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly uh, we believe we can do it or we would have canceled the season uh, instead of postponing. And we, we do feel that not only in football but the other sports that we can compete and have a meaningful season uh, after the 1st of uh, January. We're talking to Rick George, CU Athletic Director. So, Rick, did they did they say why they thought that the conditions would be better in January? That's just uh, four months from now. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, I think, you know, we were getting close to the point where, um, you know, we thought we could play, and then some other information and some uncertainty came up, in, you know, in the information that we were getting from our doctors. And so, you know, we also have uh, some of our, our schools that are in uh, communities that have an 18 percent um, prevalence of, of, of COVID in, in their community. And so, you know, you have to look at all of those factors. And then, you know, we're not uh, the NFL and we're not the NBA. We don't have the resources. We can't put our, our student athletes in bubbles. And, and for us to do this properly, we needed to test more. And, and do, you know, can we test every day like the NFL? Probably not. And so, you know, we've got to do, again, we're different than the pro leagues. And so we looked at all of those different things and, and, um, you know, we, there was just too much uncertainty to move forward at this time. And, and, and we felt that this was the best and it at least gave our student athletes, you know, cause, um, you know, there's been so much uncertainty. We just thought the, you know, going to January 1 uh, gives us the best shot of, of having a great season. You mentioned talking to some of the, the medical experts, and I think every, obviously every university and, and football program in particular has their own set of medical medical people. But are, are, when you say the new information gave reason to step back and pause, are we talking about the, the heart part of this that seemingly is kind of uh, cropped up in the last, I don't know, three to, to four weeks. Is that one of the things that that played a factor in this? Yeah, it certainly did, yeah. And, and again, our, our medical team, I think they're the best in the country, and I, and I think a lot of the uh, – um, I know the conversations that we've had with them. They're, they're incredibly professional, and they're giving us facts. They're not giving us opinions. And um, and, and we look at all of those, and, and they've helped guide our decision. Um, they, they didn't make the decision. They helped guide the decision. And as 
we looked at that and, and um, you know, some of the instances uh, that we're seeing with young people, um, it just gave us pause and uh, that maybe we're not there yet. And so we, we just felt like uh, making the decision we made was right uh, based on the information we have. Uh, last question. Do you see, and this one should be easy because I think the answer is yes, but what sort of modifications with respect to, you know, college kids that want to have a chance to to go to the NFL? I mean, how many dates do you think from the NFL and from college football signing day? You've got a national signing day in December and in February. You've got high school seasons, at least in this state, that won't start until February 22nd. Will there be a modification as best you know, to some of those dates based on where we are? Look, I, I think the signing days that we that we have in, in, in the fall will remain intact, uh, the early signing periods, right. um, and, and, and for basketball as well. Um, and, and will there be some flexibility on the back end? Um, we hope so, um, because we think that will be important, uh, because there's a lot of high school and, and look, I worry a lot about the, the high school student athlete, the sophomore, the junior, the senior, and, you know, some of the implications that uh, can occur if, you know, uh, we don't get this thing back on track. And so I, I worry a lot about the young people. And, and so we want to give them every opportunity. So we will certainly look at those dates very critically to make sure that, uh, we're doing the right thing, uh, and, and maybe it's time the high school associations and the NCAA have conversations about what that would look like because I, I, I think we're forgetting about – I'm not, but I think some people are forgetting about the impact that it's having on high school seniors and juniors. Here, here. Here, here. Preaching to the choir on that one. Rick, I know it's been a difficult thing. Thanks a lot for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you, bet. you. Rick George, CU Athletic Director, and I, I would concur with his last statement – about uh, high schools working with the NCAA and vice versa on some of these signing dates. Again, in football in particular, there are two signing dates. One is in December. That was recently put into play in the last handful of years. The The signing date in February has been uh, a staple for high school seniors, not just football, but other sports. But you're, you're going to have to make some sort of modification. You're going to have to move that signing date back if you have two handfuls plus of states in this country that are not even playing their 2020 high school football season until the spring of 2021. You have to move the signing date back. There's going to have to be a lot of modifications, in my opinion. And, and, you know, we're both optimistic, all of us optimistic people. But if they're going to play in January, that means they got to start practicing probably in November and December to be able to play in January. Say they play into April, and then what are they going to bring these kids back in June to start working out in the summer, play again just a couple months after that? That's going to be really difficult. So you might see the Big Ten and the Pac-12 say, hey, we got to push back our schedule later into the fall. Well, that will screw up you know, playing these uh, these games out of conference with all the other schools you know the the schools that play in the fall so it's it's a mess yeah there's gonna have to be and, a lot of modifications i just i, I don't, i'm not real optimistic there's gonna be a spring season i am i think they're gonna play in the fall these three conferences and i have a feeling that's all we're gonna see i'm more optimistic that we'll have spring football collegiately speaking than i am that these three conferences are going to wind up 
finishing a college football season this year. Well, think about that. Say these three start, and then halfway in they go, hey, we can't finish it. You think then they're going to start up again just, what, three months later? Well, well that, that, now, now I don't even know if they'd be allowed to do that. Yeah, I know. What, so, if, they get, what if they get five games in this say year? say we can't do it. And then you can't do it. I think those schools have to go to the fall of 2021. But what's going to give the Big Ten and Pac-12 confidence then, okay, well, we can start up in January? If these well, guys tap out at the end of October. Well, again, listen, how, how many, I mean, stop and think where we are in the middle of August here, where we were middle of March and all the things that have happened. So that's a long time away, I think. I mean, we don't know what the, what the trajectory of the virus will be at that point, but I do know this. There are tens of millions of dollars at stake. It's one thing to postpone a college football season, and that is a tough enough pill financially to swallow and for the kids, but then postpone it in the spring, which in essence would be canceling. Um, I just don't see them doing that unless we have catastrophic numbers in the fall and this virus is completely and totally, by everybody's estimation, out of hand. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope they do play in the spring, but I'm starting to lose optimism depending on what their standard is. Where's the bar? If if the goal is to really protect the kids, they don't play. So what happens if the SEC plays and makes it through the season? I, I, if you they, think they'll play in the spring then? The SEC? Yeah. No, just everybody. No, no I mean everybody. Like everybody else who's not playing. You're saying you don't think they'll be spring foot? Yeah. Yes. I think if they make it through... Uh, then the Big Ten and Pac-12 will go, oh, we should have played. Yeah. Right. And but then they'll be, spring, sure. they'll be spring yes, football. Yes. And I said that earlier. I, yeah. do, I do think that is the case. But if these guys tap out halfway through the season, the Big Ten and Pac-12 say, hey, we did the right thing. How could you start up two months later? <laughs> What's going to change in two I, months? I think, well, I think it depends, on again, on what we – have learned and who we believe in terms of the virus. Mm-hmm. I mean, look how many things have changed. I mean, things with this virus change almost daily. That's true. You've got medical experts coming out one day saying, do this and this, and then a week later they're saying, that. you know what, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't do that and that. And Russia already has a vaccine. Yeah, thank God for the I Russians. Mean, we got that vaccine. The Russians said that they have the first vaccine. They'll have now. it by September, they said. Wow. Like to be put to be distributed to all healthcare workers yep. and everybody. Yep. Interesting. Next month was that the one that Vladimir Putin's daughter has already taken? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. By the way, before we uh, say ta-ta and get out of here, we had talked about Monday Night Football and them looking for uh, announcers. They they've now uh, decided in terms of what direction they would go. But initially, it looked like Peyton Manning, right? And then there was a possibility that Drew Brees was trying to be mm-hmm. enticed to not play with the Saints. There was one of the coach that uh, there's a report today was contacted to be in the Monday night football booth. Now you talk about this being a head scratcher. It's a I current this. a current coach in the NFL. And Rick, I'll, I'll I'll give you a hint. It couldn't be Gruden again. Was not Gruden, but it is. He is coaching a team that you're familiar with. <laughs> he's coaching a team I'm familiar yes. with. Yes. Like your past. Uh, uh, the uh, McVay? Yes. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. There's a report really? today that Sean McVay was contacted 
about any possibility of him joining the Monday Night Football wow. booth. And it makes me wonder, do they not? I mean, I guess it never hurts to ask because wow. all, all, all you can get is a no. That's the worst that could happen. He's 34 years old. <laughs> you think he's going to step away from coaching an NFL team? Well, maybe they no. figure he'd take but some time. And if he needed a break, he goes and makes fifteen, twenty million a year on Monday Night Football for say five years. Less stress. Then he's 39, and he goes back and coaches football. Well, he could do it. But yeah. why doesn't he do it like when he has a kid? You know, like go like for five years, go away for five. I think years. he just got married, didn't he? I don't think he's married. No. No. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh. Interesting, though. Hey, when wow. you're writing your rap song, maybe over the weekend, about see if you can find out about Sean McVay and All if he's right. married. That is going to do it for our show. We thank you very much for being with us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We had a blast today, and uh, we're back tomorrow. By the way, let me not forget to remind you that Dana White, Dana White from UFC, will join us tomorrow right here on Logan Lewis at 10.05. You don't want to miss that big UFC card coming up. 252 this weekend, and it looks like a dandy. Thanks to Millennial Grant for doing a great, great job. Dragon Redbeard, wherever you are, we miss you. Look forward to getting you back. And do put the cookie down. For Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee, I'm Dave Logan. News next, Mandy Connell to follow. See you tomorrow, 9 a.m. on KOA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.